We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Brewers a shot at it again tonight. All the pressure on the Dodgers as the Brewers, they got, they got just let it all hang out. Yeah, it's a one and done. If you lose this one, you go home. But uh, you weren't expected to be there to begin with with a sub-500 record. And now you just got to get it. That's it. Just got to get it. Hopefully the Brewers can coming up this evening. 855-830-8648. If you want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 855-830-8648. Maybe Clayton Kershaw is bitten by the uh, Clayton Kershaw postseason bug. And Brandon Woodruff throws a gem this evening. We'll have to wait and see. But that's a 9 o'clock Central Time start out there in L.A. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Very active. On Twitter last night, a big red ball 73 is Seth McClung, the former Brewers starting pitcher, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline now. Seth, how you been? Hey, buddy. I'm good, man. How are you guys? We are doing good. Uh, we were hoping for a better outcome last night, but there is still uh, tonight. So take us inside a clubhouse right now with uh, what, what the thought process is and maybe what uh, you witnessed last evening. Well, I, you know, with the the team as young as it is, I'm sure they're pretty loose. I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think it's a, it's a sense of dread or anything like that. I mean, obviously, you understand that that this is a a winner winner go home situation. But uh, basically, the the big thing for the Brewers is just to kind of stay loose and do the things that they do, and just kind of you know try to break out of that shell. They've kind of been in a funk offensively all year. So it's just kind of you know, you got to get out there and get early and, and get that run early. But uh, the key is just not overthinking it. So last night, Eduardo Perez alluded to the fact that Bueller was, um, you know, he had some gunk on his finger to help him get through the blister. Is that just kind of one of those unwritten rules that, you know, if a guy's got a blister, you just kind of let it go? Well, it, it's, it's not only that. I mean, I, I can promise you more than one person on that uh brewers bullpen has some stuff on his hands as well so it's just kind of one of those things that people over overlook or you know just kind of turn a blind eye to because uh, honestly a a lot of the guys that just kind of have stuff on their hands so the the offense of the brewers has been pretty anemic all season long um is it just because it's just a weird year? You don't have video. You can't look at pitches. You know, because pitching obviously has been up. The ERAs have been better. Uh, is it just because of a weird year that you've seen the offense uh, kind of plummet so much? I, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, the game itself, as a whole, is is kind of geared toward just hit a home run, and that's all they really care about. Um, when you add to the fact that it is a short year, when you add to the fact that pitchers do kind of have the advantages that uh, you, you know you can't go back and watch 
video anymore. Uh, it, it's just kind of it, it's a combination of a lot of things. I mean, but uh, those two things are, are probably the biggest advantages right now for pitchers. What have you seen out of this Brewers pitching staff this season? When you when you look at some of the guys, you, you talk about obviously Corbin Burns who really stepped up. Woodruff has pitched extremely well. It's a shame that Devin Williams is already having. Uh, a little bit of issue that he was not able to get on this portion of the postseason roster. He could have been used and utilized last night, but they've they've got a pretty good foundation of arms in there right now, right? Yeah, I think what you see is optimism. Um, you know, good foundation of young guys who can pitch and throw the ball pretty well. Um, the sad thing is, is the season's sixty games long, and and basically sixty games into a season is kind of when everybody's arm gets a little cranky. Um, and it's just kind of what they ran into. If you, if you look, they're not the only team that's dealing with uh, injuries. I mean, the Padres lost their one and two, and a, a lot of teams are really kind of dealing with some guys that, that kind of have some arm injuries. So the 60-game mark in 162 games is, is kind of the point, like I said, when everybody arm, everybody's arm gets a little cranky. So it just happens to be uh, sad that we don't get to see uh, Williams in there, whose changeup is, I mean, it's the best pitch in baseball i mean it's 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 devastating um you know i watched him early on in the year and, and i just watched that change up and i even tweeted about it i, I said how does this guy only have two thousand followers on his twitter account i mean this guy's amazing so um you know just the combination of him and hater at the back end is is exciting and, and the bullpen's got some pretty good arms there and, and, and starting pitching is pretty good i mean you have some pieces you really do uh, talking with Seth McClung, the former Brewers starting pitcher. Follow him on Twitter at Big Red Ball seventy three at Big Red, Big Red Ball seventy three. So uh, when you look at some of the cornerstones here, I guess it, you, in a shortened season, you say that guys' arms start to get a little bit cranky. So, but you still got corner pieces, you still got cornerstones you can build upon, and you, you talked about the optimism. So going into the off season. You know, you're just talking about adding a few bats and and maybe a piece of uh, of of arm here and there. Or how, I mean, how optimistic are you come next year for a full season? Uh, I mean, you got to be pretty happy. Um, you, you always want to add. I, I think I always feel like you can always add a start. You know, just let's already add a name, a guy that's been there, a guy that's you know innings eater kind of guy, a number three or four kind of guy to that rotation. Um, but you know, you're probably bronze, probably done. Um, if, if I had to put money on it, I'd say he's probably done. Um, so that frees up some money. I, I think if there's a, a viable option in the free agent market to have a consistent and, uh, more healthy at bat there, I think you go get that. Um, and you're looking for somebody you can control for two to three years. Who's going to, you know, hit, hit 20 home runs and hit 260 in North. So you want something like that. Um, if Braun does come back, I think you really got to look at moving him to first base because that's really kind of been a hole for the Brewers is finding a consistent first baseman. Um, if Braun can handle that, uh, being that first base, and if the DH comes back and being that first base DH, I think I think his numbers would, would do well there, and then you can go and add another bat. So then – that's kind of what you're looking at is, is just kind of that, that one more bat, maybe, maybe two, because I mean, they don't really have, you know, when you talk about who you would replace, you don't really have anybody you want to replace. It's just another year experience for some of those younger guys to get better. So you want to rely on that and the fact that their experience is going to give them one year better. And then, and then you're talking maybe one, two players to add on this team to uh, really give them a chance. 
Yeah, I uh, I don't think they're far away. I just think that in that offensive lineup, boy, clutch hitting was just it was so tough this year. Uh, I and again, I there's so many reasons for it, but clutch hitting for the Milwaukee Brewers, you didn't think it was going to be a problem. Obviously, Lorenzo Cain opting out, I think his bat the way he started the season would have been uh, a really good addition. And then you're right, you we have been talking about the first base position pretty much since Prince Fielder left, right? Oh, oh, definitely. I mean, I mean, offensively at least. Uh, I know uh, defensively, Prince could have been a little bit of a circus over there at times, but uh, definitely with his bat is is something. I mean, how, I mean that. How do you replace that? I mean, seriously, one of the premier power hitters of of an era. But um, you know, definitely first base is kind of that spot where you want somebody to hit twenty to to forty home runs, and and they just haven't had that guy. As uh, a manager. You tell me what you think of the way Craig Council has been able to handle and manipulate the roster. So, you know, with with Craig, and, and first off, we're talking about, you know, a baseball genius. I mean, Craig's, Craig's awesome. I mean, lock him up for 10 more years. I mean, he, he's your manager. Um, you know, being able to handle the young guys, uh, I, I think I, I think Craig's, Craig's experience not only being – uh, a utility kind of guy going and doing everything, but having World Series titles, being in those big at bats, and uh, you know he's not—he's <laughs> not an overly intimidating man either. Uh, but he's a very serious man. So his his ability to connect with those guys on every single level and, and plug and play these guys with all these different rosters and all these different lineups—I I think it's 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 invaluable. I think he's I think. He's one of the most underrated and undervalued managers in the game. So uh, you mentioned Ryan Braun. You think Braun is done unless uh, maybe the the DH sticks around and he does come back. I mean, um, when you you look at Ryan Braun's career, and you played with the guy, um, give me your thoughts on Ryan Braun's career and uh, and, and the possibility of, like you had mentioned, DHing, playing first base in the future, how much you think he has left in the tank. You know, I, I, for somebody like Ryan, I mean, he's done everything. I mean, from having MVP caliber seasons to longevity to success, and he's had money. I mean, there's nothing that he wants other than winning. So um, for a guy like Ryan to come back, you know, you obviously look at the Brewers to maybe add some pieces and entice him to that um, because he's done it all. I mean, uh, I mean, literally it all from – from the controversy to the the success and all of that, so you know, um, a good clubhouse guy, a good a good guy to joke around with, uh, a fun guy, um, somebody who probably has some aspirations to do some other things. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but he did have a t-shirt line at one point when uh, he started mm-hmm. out. I mean, definitely did some stuff out there in LA that he wants to do. Uh, so you, you really, you know, as as me personally knowing Ryan. Um, you know, I, I don't know um, if he's done mentally. Uh, the game really puts a grind on you. I know, I know the back is is a problem, and uh, I just know that when when you consistently have to take yourself out of games that I've seen Ryan kind of do over the last few years, that, that wears on you. I mean, I think uh, uh, weary was the word used last night on Twitter. He's very weary, and it just kind of I, I thought that was pretty a pretty good analogy for where he is. He's just kind of he's any time that that back gets banged, it's it's just a tough it's just tough for him. So, as a guy who's done literally like everything except bring a championship, um, 
you know, he, he's pretty accomplished, and, and that's what he's looking at when he goes into this offseason. Uh, real quick before I let you go, when you had mentioned uh, uh, Craig being, you know, brilliant in so many different facets, um, was this something that you, as you watched him as a player, um, I mean, were you in the dugout and he was talking about other situations and things cerebrally and the fact that maybe you got a, an inkling and a foreshadowing that he might become a manager someday? Well, he was just a natural leader. Um, I, I can't I can't tell you how many times I, I remember talking to Craig during batting practice and 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 I, I took a very simplistic approach when I played um, because I I just listened to what Jason Kendall put down and threw it. It was it was pretty much that that simple. But getting in batting practice when you talk to to players is when you really find out a lot about the game. And and Craig would just we would just talk about players and situations and, and he definitely had a grasp and an ability to kind of teach in a situation where you know I, I'm not obviously as a major league baseball player ignorant to the situations but he would make it sound like uh, very very crystal clear on how to um, explain something to to somebody who was already there so you could definitely tell that, that Craig was somebody who could lead and uh, lead men at the major league level even as he was a player. Great stuff, Seth. Uh, I hope everybody continues to follow you, not only this season but beyond. Uh, they can follow you at Big Red Ball seventy three on Twitter. Great to talk to you, man. I appreciate it. What have you been up to? Anything in spe- uh, specifically? Uh, well, yeah, I, I coach now. Uh, I've helped put over uh, two hundred fifty kids in scholarship offers for for college baseball since I retired in two thousand fourteen, and and that's what I do full time. And I enjoy it. Uh, I'm a far far better coach than I ever was as a player. So. Uh, they say those who can do and those who can't coach. And uh, so I'm coaching right now, and uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, I run a program called the Florida Gulf Coast Prospects, and we get up out there and play across the country. Great stuff, and uh, we hope to see you soon down the road, okay? All right, buddy. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Seth. There you go. Seth McClung, former uh, Milwaukee Brewers starting pitcher. Big Red Ball 73. That's Big Red Ball 73. Follow him over there on Twitter. Really, really good stuff. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.